Welcome to Less Than 12 Parsecs, the fastest Star Wars podcast in the galaxy. Now here's your host, Tim McMahon. Hey, it's Tim. So the final run of Star Wars Rebels began last night. Now, I should probably be commenting on this today like every other Star Wars podcast out there, but when thinking about these episodes that aired, it took my mind along another Star Warsy path. So that's what I'm going to talk about today instead. Nonetheless, I will be referencing these new episodes of Rebels, so spoiler alert, please do not listen to this until after you've watched the show, if you're planning on watching the show. Okay, alright, here we go. Now, I want to talk about the death of characters in Star Wars. I mentioned this because last night, Kanan Jarrus, aka Caleb Doom, met his end in a heroic fashion. He sacrificed his own life to save the lives of his friends, a very Jedi thing to do. Today, I see that the internet is awash in the tears of Rebels fans who grieve the loss of this much-beloved Jedi Knight. And while I agree the death of Kanan was sad, and I understand why people are in mourning today, I myself am not too heartbroken. Why? Because we saw this coming from a mile away. And that leads me to today's thought. More often than not, Star Wars fails to surprise us with the death of its characters. It has been my experience, from my certain point of view, that I feel like we've seen the death of every major character coming from a mile away, except for one, the death of Snoke in The Last Jedi. That one really surprised me. But all the other cases, the characters' deaths felt inevitable and needed for the story. So, let's take a stroll down memory lane together, and we'll see what I mean. Number one. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay, okay, if I'm being honest here, I don't remember what my child-sized brain was thinking when I first saw A New Hope, so I can't honestly say I predicted the death of Kenobi when I first saw the original Star Wars film, and if I'm really being honest, knowing how dumb kids are, yeah, I was probably shocked by this one back in the day. However, today, even though I know Old Ben originally survived to the end of the film in the early drafts, I totally get why the story is better without him around. Basically, he has nothing left to do. And his death pushes Luke further along his hero's journey. And as great as Kenobi's sacrifice was, it also set up the idea of a hero's sacrifice as a Star Wars trope, which we will see again and again. Number two. Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine. Now jumping ahead to the end of the trilogy, going to Return of the Jedi, we were confident we were going to get a happy ending for our heroes in this space set fairy tale. Space wizards, am I right people? So it was just a given that the Emperor, the big baddie, was gonna meet his end. But what about Vader? Did he have to die? I say yes, again looking back at the heroic sacrifice trope. What else could have happened? What if Vader becomes Anakin again, but didn't die? That would have set up a galaxy-sized set of problems that honestly, I don't think the original trilogy was deep enough or mature enough to deal with. Again, it's a fantasy story, everything is black and white, and Luke taking his dad back to his pals on Endor, and then having to tell all of them, no guys, trust me, he's a good guy now, it just doesn't fit. It doesn't work. Number three. What about Yoda? Well, Return of the Jedi was about Luke fulfilling his destiny. This was something he had to do alone. Having Yoda along for the ride, or even just waiting for Luke back on Dagobah, would have taken away from Luke's story. Since, if Luke failed, there's always the option of Yoda coming out of retirement to clean up his mess. So again, I think the death of our favorite green Muppet, sorry Kermit, was needed for this story. Number four. Qui-Gon Jinn. Now this one's a cheat, because come on, Qui-Gon's noble end was right there on the soundtrack, which came out before the movie. Also, the fact that there was no mention of him in the original trilogy just told you he wasn't going to stick around to play a big part in Anakin's training. We all knew he was doomed from the start. Number five. Count Dooku. Rule of two, y'all! We knew his days were limited even before Revenge of the Sith started. 
And as for all the other Jedi who bit it in Episode 3, well, again, we knew the time of the Jedi Order was coming to an end, so there were no surprises here either. Number 6. Han Solo. I don't know if it was the older mentor character dies in the first part of a Star Wars trilogy pattern that telegraphed the old scoundrel's death for me, or if it was just the fact that they got Harrison Ford to come back for one film and a big payday that did it for me, but in either case, I saw this coming from a mile away. Still, it didn't make this character's death any less painful, it still gets to me every time I rewatch The Force Awakens to this day. Number 7. Luke Skywalker. Oh, he's a Jedi? Times are bad? The good guys need help? Yeah, he's dead. Now, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be flippant, especially since this death is still new and raw for a lot of fans, but I would have been more surprised if he hadn't died in The Last Jedi. It was more a question of how he was going to be killed off rather than if he was on his way out. Be honest with yourself, you know the fact of his death did not surprise you. Only the circumstances did. I've yet to meet a fan who has said otherwise. Number 8. That brings us to Kanan. Ever since Rebels began, fandom's been discussing his fate. Again, it goes back to the Star Wars trope of the mentor dying. Plus, the fact that he wasn't a player in the original trilogy, well, the writing's been on the wall since the first episode. To me, it would have been more surprising if they had killed off Sabine or Zeb. Who knows, they still might. Now, as for Ezra and his ultimate fate, well, that's an interesting topic for another day. Anyway, as you can see, the death of Snoke was the only character death I found to really surprise me when first watching the movie, because it was outside the typical Star Wars pattern. And until that moment we saw the lightsaber turn, there just weren't any clues it was coming. To me, Snoke's demise is a real highlight of Episode Eight. So what do you think? Have you ever truly been surprised by a character's death in Star Wars? Or does the franchise follow a familiar pattern just a little too much to really throw a curveball your way? I want to know. Email me at 12parsexpodcast at gmail.com or connect with me on any of my social media accounts. All the links can be found on my website, 12parsexpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Utini! You've been listening to Less Than 12 Parsecs, the fastest Star Wars podcast in the galaxy. For links and show notes, visit our website, 12parsecpodcast.com. Follow Less Than 12 Parsecs on Twitter at 12parpod, on Instagram at 12parsecpodcast, on Tumblr at 12parsecpodcast, and find us on Facebook as well. And please let us know what you think. Email us at 12parsecpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, it's Tim again. I totally forgot all about Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One, where everybody dies. Everybody dies. That was surprising. I was very surprised that they did that. So, way to go, Lucasfilm. You did you did manage to throw me a curveball. Something out of left field. Baseball. <laughs> so, there you go. Anyway, thanks for listening to Lesson 12 Parsecs. We'll see you guys next time.